When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at the Kia Studios and Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you here on this Sunday morning live in the Kia Studios. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app say you catch it on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game. I'm at JMCH316. He's at GChapATL on the Twitter machine. This is your daily look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. Uh, pro football focus grades from Dolphins uh, preseason game. Number one, your top defensive grades. Uh, defensive tackle Albert Huggins with an 84-7. Breon Browers, who actually, they, he had a nice game too. That's another guy who had a nice game. Uh, 84.6. Trey Flowers, a 78.5. Carlos Davis, a 75-6. And D. Alford came in at number five with a 75-4. Um, also, on the offensive side of the football, uh, wide receiver Xavier Malone was a 91. Scotty Miller, an 85-3. Clint uh, Radakovich, an 83-6. Fullback. Um, Logan Woodside with an 82.7. And running back Godwin uh, Igwebuke uh, at 78.2. Some of the other notables for the uh, Falcons, Jalen Mayfield had a 77-4. And look, I know he got lost on the one play. But I did think that he played pretty well by and large. You know, when you get him going north and south, then you can have success behind him. When you when you can run the football and just let him use his strength and size and everything, get him going north and south, I think that's where he excels. But when you ask him to start blocking guys and speed guys and they stunt on him and all these different guys, then he gets lost. Then he gets lost. I mean, that's just – it is what it is. Can he be a guy that is a rotational tackle for the Falcons? I certainly think that they want that to be the case. I certainly think they want that to be the guy that ends up winning their rotational tackle spot. But, you know, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. I think you'll get another big look in preseason game number two. Hopefully we see Bergeron get his shot, uh, you know, in preseason game number two. But I certainly think that... You know, they're still trying to find a way or find a role for what Jalen Mayfield can be. Uh, center Ryan Nuzel, uh 70.9. Wide receiver Penny Hart with a 64.4. DeMarco Hellams, um, 68.3. Nate Ladman, 65.5. And Michael Walker, a 31.2. 
So, yeah. Um, so, again, I, I still think that Walker did a couple of nice things. I still think Nate Ladman played pretty well um, in the game. Obviously, DeMarco Hellams, I mean, he played well, um, and, he, and he created some different things going on. But, um, <clears throat> but that's what the pro football focus grades saying. So the Falcons did make a move, and I don't know what this is going to end up being, but they signed linebacker Frank Ginda. Now you're asking, who is Frank Ginda? Well, he is the reigning USL Defensive Player of the Year. So he won Defensive Player of the Year this past season in the USFL. He's also the single-season all-time leading tackler in the Mountain West Conference. 26 years old, led the USFL in tackles with 104, added three interceptions and a sack, won Defensive Player of the Week on four occasions, and uh, he was in the middle of uh, the Michigan Panthers defense. 6'1", 225, um, really good career at San Jose State. Um, but, again, he's going to be with the Falcons now, and let's see if he gets a chance to, to play. I mean, you never know what some of these guys can do, right? I like the idea of adding – Look, I like the idea of adding another inside linebacker that could be a high-volume tackling guy. Because I wrote on the on the rundown that should the Falcons be looking at Rashawn Evans? You know, we don't necessarily have that guy that is the high-volume tackler that we've had in years past. Whether that's been Devondre Campbell, Foyer Lewican, Deion Jones, we don't have that high-volume tackling guy. And I think that's one of the things that this defense may be missing. Now, I think that there are candidates. I mean, I think they certainly hope that Troy Anderson can be that. I certainly think I hope that they hope that Caden uh, uh, Ellis can be one of those guys that can be a high-volume tackler. But obviously, he's going to be involved in the pass rush as well. But we don't necessarily have that guy that just you figure you can pencil in for 150 tackles. Right? We don't have that kind of guy. Maybe this kid, you know, Ginda can be a guy like that. Maybe... Maybe, again, he can be a guy that comes in and, you know, parlays his success in the USFL this past season and maybe be a guy that, you know, can get it done. So we'll see. I don't know anything about him. I I can't say as I watched really more than a few handful of plays in the USFL. Um, But, again, you know, it's it's, if if you're going to sign somebody, sign somebody who is successful, not just some vagabond or some Joe Bag of Donuts that, you know, again, didn't do anything. Sign at least the guy who was the defensive player of the year and see if he can parlay that success into, okay, he's got some things figured out and he can maybe potentially take a step forward um, in all of this. All right, uh, let's get to some clips. Let's hear from Arthur Smith. As uh, first clip is, is that he talks about how the starters are going to play next week. Well, there's so many things you've got to evaluate, so you're trying to divvy up that time. And, you know, we, I thought we took advantage of the, the two practices, D-Led, but, you know, our, our guys will play next week in Cincinnati. So we'll be back at home, and, and we'll have to evaluate, but uh, those guys will play next week at home. I think next week's going to be the only week that the starters play. Now that you only have three preseason games, and by the way, too, the other part of this is you have to make cuts all at once now, too. So the cut is different. So all of a sudden, you're going to have like 1,100 players that when cuts come along, you have 1,100 players that are out in the marketplace. So that's the other big thing that you have to realize. It's not the slow cut and things like that. It's not chop a little bit here and there to get your roster right. It's 
everybody goes all at once. So that's also a change in the NFL. But I think next week, as we see the starters, that will be the only time we'll see them. I, I do believe that. I, I don't think we'll see the starters come week three. Maybe there'll be some guys. Maybe there'll be some guys that that are. I don't want to say fringe, but but like fringe starters, maybe. You know that that may get a little bit of work in in week number three. But I think it's gonna. I think week number three is gonna look a lot like week number one because you're trying to look. Even a guy like Logan Woodside. You're trying to evaluate whether or not you keep a third quarterback because, right, they, they have the rule now that this year, starting this year, you can keep a third quarterback. So you can keep a third guy on the roster as an emergency quarterback. So, okay, is Logan Woodside a guy that you think that should stay on the roster or he can be a practice squad player? Like, what can his role be? You know, again, obviously, you don't want him to play. But is it worth keeping him on keeping him on the active roster versus just a practice squad guy? So I get all of that. Um, we'll see probably a first half out of the starters. And then after that, you won't see them until week one of the regular season. All right, here's uh, Arthur talking about how Logan Woodside played with some poise. Yeah, I thought he played with pretty good poise. I thought he threw uh, some good footballs tonight, um, you know, wasn't perfect, but I thought his ball placement was pretty good. I thought his decision making was, was pretty solid. Uh, you know, Logan's a guy that's continuing to improve. It's fun to work with. I thought his command was pretty good at the line of scrimmage as well. Well, obviously, the big thing is he didn't turn the football over, right? I mean, that's that's what when you're talking about a third quarterback, you're not you're not looking for a guy who's going to go in there and win you games and stuff like that. You want a guy who comes in, makes good decisions doesn't put your team in harm's way, and doesn't create turnovers. That was Logan Woodside. I thought he made good decisions, thought he had some poise, but most importantly is he didn't cost your team. He didn't have any turnovers that would cost your team. That's the big thing about him. Uh, here's Arthur talking about D. Alford proving that he's a legit NFL player. You know, D's a, one of the many cool stories we have on our team. Not only is he, is he a local guy and went to Tusculum and went to the CFL and got here and proved he's a, a legit NFL player. So, uh, you know, another guy in our program, he just – all he does is work, continues to improve. Showed up tonight in DB, made a couple plays, and, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a huge play. Uh, just having somebody that can, that can get you that first first down on the punt return. Obviously, he, he was able to, to extend that to a, to a touchdown, but that's important. Well, look, we talked about Arthur Smith has specifically pointed him out over the course of training camp. Like, he's talked about him a couple of different times, unsolicited. That's the key, unsolicited. He's talked about him as being a guy improving, playing within the system, this, that, and the other. So it was good to see him kind of take all of that and put it together the other night um, because I know Arthur Smith is high on him. And, again, he's done some good things for this team, but good to see him actually do it in game action. Here's Arthur talking about the defensive success on critical downs. Well, that's what, you know, you try to simulate in practice when you got to make your practices competitive. You try to put them in as many stressful situations as possible. That's what it's going to come down to. That's what this league is. Uh, most of these games are close. There's good players on both sides. But when you get there, you know, if somebody makes a mistake, you know, we got to improve our tackling. 
which is usually an issue early in the, in the preseason. And, uh, you know, we got down there, but you don't panic. That's what you want to see is guys understand that, it, hey, they may make a play. The guy may make a hell of a throw and catch on the, on the sideline and get down to five and let's bow up and, and get them off the field. And I thought you saw that tonight. That's a mindset, but it, it's for, throughout the whole team and the staff, it's, it's what we try to simulate. And then more importantly, you got to have the right guys to do that. And I think uh, a lot of our guys have the, the right character makeup. Bend, don't break, right? I mean, that was what some of that defense was. They gave up some chunk plays. They gave up some big runs. Some of that was poor tackling. But when it got down deep and it got down into crunch time, they came up with the big plays on defense. Whether it was an interception on the first series where they intercepted the ball at the, at the goal line or in the end zone or whatever, kind of right there with Helms and the interception, the, good, the nice rebound carom that he got, you know, or whether it was a pass defended on a fourth down or what have you. Look, the, the idea is is that they they played well, especially in the red zone, right? They especially played well in the red zone when things got tightened up and they weren't giving up points and it wasn't a scenario where the Dolphins had an easy time of it. So um, that's the thing that you look for, right? Can, can our, our defensive personnel outclass their, def, uh, their offensive personnel? I don't care who's playing. I don't care what the name is on the back of the jersey. Can we be better than them when our team lines up? Here's uh, Arthur talking about the defensive backs being active and getting their hands on the ball. It's a combination of both. You know, if, uh, you know how we want to play and, you know, some things we want to change. And, uh, you know, we want to be aggressive in all three phases. And so and we've got aggressive guys. And it's a credit to a lot of people. Um, you know, you bring in the right guys. I mean, our, our scouting staff, I mean, those guys go 24-7. And uh, it's a shared vision. And then you got coaches like Jerry and Jack and the way they all communicate guys at the defensive staff. You know, the first you know, preseason game, those guys communicated really well. It was clean on the, on the headset. But those guys are pros. And uh, so it's, it's a shared effort and, uh, and a credit to our players, too. Those guys, those guys believe in what we're doing, and hopefully we can continue to grow. Remember when I told you that the low-key best move the Falcons made in the offseason was bringing Jerry Gray in? Remember when I told you all that? Hmm. How many turnovers they have? Four? Huh. Okay. All right. And they had multiple interceptions? Hmm. Okay. All right. Again, stick with old Chuckery here. Stick with old stick with old Chuckery here. Um, all right, here's Arthur talking about we're going to need uh, these guys uh, later on in the season. Um, but, you know, it's a long season. I told you guys, you know, the, the old NFL, you know, it was pretty drastic. Practice squads were smaller. You didn't have these standard elevations. You know, it's the season's a little bit longer. You need all these guys, and you know, as they continue to develop. And I was telling Arch out there when you asked a question like that, a lot of these guys are gonna. You may get short one week, late November, and these guys have to be ready to go. And that's our job, and um, so it's fun. I mean, I, that, that you, you feel a team building, Scott. Well, I mean, look, it is a long NFL season. Guys get hurt all the time, and, and you need depth. I mean. It's not a matter of even, you know, having guys that, you know, when guys get injured, having guys being able to go in and play. Look, part of it is you just need a rotation of guys to keep guys fresh. I mean, that's part of it is just, okay, can we have a, a, a rotation of guys that, you know, can, can be backups that give you something on the field, not just guys that are just placeholders or whatever, guys that can actually contribute. 
Because, again, you're always going to need some depth, especially on your defensive side where you rotate guys at defensive line, at defensive back, where you're always rotating guys in and out. You need some of that depth on defense. All right, when we come back, is Spencer Strider the leader for the Cy Young right now? We'll talk about that next. Chuck, we hanging out in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Now the game back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the Key Studios with you on a Sunday morning. I'll be with you till 2 o'clock. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. So as the Braves pounded on the New York Mutts um, over these last couple days here and uh, in three games uh, worth, you know, I- I've talked about this before on the show, but, and, you know, I-, I know that they're, you know, again, for all the talk about Ronnie winning the MVP, and, and look, he deserves the-, the MVP award, no no doubt about it. I mean, it's, I think it's a fait accompli. I don't think it's, I, truthfully, I don't think either, I don't think either guy in the American or National League is in jeopardy of not winning the uh, uh, their MVP awards in Otani and Ronald Acuna Jr. But one of the other things that is interesting about this team is could Spencer Strider be the Cy Young winner right now? If you look at his numbers. He had, he's leading in two of the three triple crown categories in baseball right now. He leads the league in wins. He leads the league in strikeouts. And he's, I think he's, I think he's in the National League itself. I think he's 13th, I think, in the National League right now in ERA. Now, obviously, again, that's that's not necessarily the 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 best number in the world. Um, yeah, he's 13th in the National League in ERA right now. But still, his ERA is 3.75, and for modern-day baseball, that's that's still pretty good. Now, I think the two other guys 
that are in the mix is Justin Steele from the uh, Chicago Cubs, who also has 13 wins. He's got a 279 ERA, and he's got 120 strikeouts in 126 innings. Now, the strikeouts are definitely one of the glamour numbers in baseball, right? Whereas Steele's got 120 strikeouts in 126 innings. Spencer Strider's got 217 strikeouts in 139 innings. And I can tell you, if Spencer Strider ends up with 300 strikeouts and he's leading the league in wins or somewhere right there, you know, first or second in wins, there ain't no doubt that he's going to win the Cy Young. I I promise you. You're not going to have a 300 strikeout potential 20-game winner in modern-day baseball not win the Cy Young. I don't care what his ERA is. Unless unless his ERA starts to get to be four and a half, five, if his ERA is in the three and a halfs, he's winning the Cy Young. Garrett, I'll ask you real quickly if you think that Spencer Strider is the leader for the Cy Young Award. I mean, when you talk about voters and everything like that, you have to have a little bit of a pedigree to get that vote. And I think he's done enough to establish that after what he did last year, and then he comes back and does it again. Um, I think the ERA is also a bit of an overrated stat, just in general. Uh, it's an important stat, of course. It's like batting average. I mean, it's it's an important stat, but it's a little bit over overrated and a little bit overweighted, I should say. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think he's got a great shot at doing it. I mean, he's a strikeout king. I mean, the dude, we haven't seen a guy strike some pe- people out like that, like this in a while. Um, I mean, the dude is is elite at that. And he certainly benefits from his team, right? I mean, that that's oh, no the doubt. other part of it. I mean, the fact that the Braves are the glamour franchise right now. You know, even more than the Dodgers, the Braves are the glamour franchise right now. But if you look at some of the other guys that are in the mix, I mean, Taiwan Walker also leads the league in wins. His ERA is over four. And he's got, what, 106 strikeouts. Like, that's not even a number that registers. Like I said, Justin Steele, he's got the wins, he's got the uh, the ERA, but he doesn't have that glamour stat. Um, Zach Gallen is another guy who, you know, he started in the All-Star game, right? He's, he's um, well, I guess he's fourth in the National League in wins, 3.24 ERA. He's got 165 strikeouts, so he'll probably be a – you know, 200 strikeout pitcher. The only other guy that if he gets his act together, and I talked about this with uh, Bob Nightingale a couple of nights ago, the only other guy that might be in that mix if he gets it together in, in this last stretch is Clayton Kershaw. Obviously, Clayton Kershaw's got all the pedigree in the world. I mean, look, Clayton Kershaw's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Don't get it twisted. We, we, can, we can make fun of some of the guys that the Mets had, Scherzer and Verlander. Those guys are all first ballot Hall of Famers. Clayton Kershaw is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know how he wouldn't be. I don't, I don't know how Clayton Kershaw has been the best left-handed pitcher of modern-day baseball by tons um, and one of the best pitchers, you know, you know, for his time. I mean, generational pitcher. But that's not this year. And I think that Strider – I think Strider – I think the ERA you can overlook. And by the way, you know, the, the number of home runs that he's given up, yeah, I mean, he's he's given up a good bit more home runs 
this year than he did the previous season, right? I mean, it's it's about it's going to be about three to one the number of home runs that he's given up year over year. But when you look, if he's if he's around three hundred strikeouts and he's twenty wins, you're not going to you're not going to deny him the Cy Young. I'm sorry. I mean, I just I don't those those numbers pop, right? Even if you're a casual baseball fan, even if you don't get into the intricacies of what is Taiwan Walker doing, what is Zach Gallon doing, what is Justin Steele doing, if you look at 300 strikeouts and 20 wins in modern-day baseball, I don't know how you overlook that. And so we talk about all of the things that Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing. Think about how quickly everything is coming together for Spencer Strider. Think about, I mean, again, he's one, and and he's become, I I don't know how many guys in modern-day baseball are must-watch pitchers. You know, in the old days, Maddox, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, like there were a good handful of must-watch pitchers because you felt like something special could happen on a night-to-night basis in the world of baseball with that guy on the mound. Strider is one of those guys. Strider is arguably the most dynamic pitcher in baseball. He may not be, I don't know, he, he may not be Otani, but he's the most dynamic pitcher in baseball. Well, the league average for strikeouts for 180 innings pitched, which is like a, a pretty standard year in Major League Baseball, 180 innings pitched, it's 175 mm-hmm. strikeouts. Right. He's got a, he's got 217 and 139. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about historically good strikeout well, totals. Again, his strikeout per nine is 14. 14. It's I mean, 14. Right. And, and I think it's – I think when you look at the number – what, uh, it's three, almost three runs better than second place. Get your get your calculator. Or three strikeouts. Get your calculator out real quick. Grab grab your calculator. What's two hundred and seventeen divided by twenty four? Two hundred seventeen divided by twenty four. Nine. So, yeah. So he's he's averaging nine strikeouts per start. <laughs> so again, whether whether That's he pitch, comedy. So whether he pitches two innings or whether he pitches eight innings, yeah. he's averaging nine strikeouts nine per strikeouts. start. Every, so every time that he's taken the ball on the mound. And again, that is the glamour that is the glamour things, right? And look, you can't deny when, when you have a guy that's leading the league in two of the three uh, triple crown categories in the league, like how many guys lead have led the, the, won the triple crown of pitching? I know Koufax has done it. I think Randy Johnson has done it. I think Pedro has done it before. But there aren't very many guys that have won the triple crown of pitching in baseball history. And, again, he's not going to win the ERA title. His his ERA is about a run, run and a half above everybody else, you know, as far as, you know, um, Steele or, you know, even Clayton Kershaw. His his ERA is about a run and a quarter higher than Kershaw. But there aren't that many guys – that have made a run at the triple crown of pitching. Forget the triple crown of hitting, triple crown of pitching. I mean, there aren't very many modern-day guys. Look, even Greg Maddox was a guy who wouldn't win the triple crown of pitching because he pitched in an era of strikeouts where, again, you had Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling and guys like that. Like, he was never going to win the triple crown of pitching. As great as he was, he was never going to do something like that. You come up with a number? No, I got a couple. I mean, oh, they've I know, got I know, one, I know, two, three, I, four, five, right, let me, 
six, seven, eight different people have okay, done it okay. in the last 150 years. Okay. All right. Let me guess. So there's eight people, right? Is that eight people? Give or, it, yeah. Or eight seasons? Eight different people. Okay. Kofax Kofa- has done it. He's done it one, two, three times. Yes. It's incredible, by um, the way. I'm going to say Randy Johnson did it one time. No. Okay. Um, how about Pedro? No. Um, Lefty Grove. Yes. Twice. Um, Actually, he did it twice. Okay. So it's seven people. Yeah. Um, 1930 he, and 1931. Yeah, he was the MVP in 30. He was the MVP in 1930. No. He was the MVP in 31 when he went 31 and 4. Uh, that so year. you've got five of the times it's happened, just um, with those two names. Is Has – I know Juan Marichal hasn't. Has Gibson ever done it? Bob Gibson? No. Um – how many? How many are now? Three have happened. Three have happened in the last since 1985. Clayton Kershaw? No. Hmm. Tom Seaver? No. Steve Carlton? No. Wow. Do you want me to tell you? Uh, yeah. Who you got? So Shane Bieber did it in 2020. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he had a that, that was a big that, year. That it's pan- a COVID year. Yeah. That pandemic that year. year he still had counts. A, yeah. It was, but it still I mean, counts. He had, a, he had a monster year that year. Johan Santana did it in 2006. Oh, okay. That's a good name. Dwight Gooden. In 1985, I thought you'd get that one, and then I'm, de- I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't get. I that thought one. you'd get Dwight Gooden. Yeah. That's your era, man. That's your yeah. that's your decade. That, Anything I, that happens in the 80s, I feel like man, you get. You should. You, I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed. Come myself on, man. For that. And then myself for Dazzy that. Vance, 1924 okay, for, the Brooklyn, for the Brooklyn Dodgers, 1924. Yeah, back the, in the for, day for the Brooklyn Dodgers, is it not? Did he do it for the BKN? I just have names. That's all I have. I don't. I don't. I don't know Dazzy Vance. Yes, he was a he was a pitcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers before my time. He was. In the Hall of Fame. Well, again, happened almost. It happened ninety nine years ago. Well, the only guy who Crazy. covered him was Freaky. So again, <laughs> I, you know, he, he'd have been hey, Dazzy. I, I remember Dazzy Vance. I told him, I said, don't, don't throw the spitball. I, 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 I don't, I don't re- recommend that. Don't, don't throw the spitball. Anyway, um, so impressive. You got most of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a few. I mean, I was, I was close. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm surprised Kershaw hasn't done it because again, he's. He's been. Hey, it's, he had like a decade of just being one of the best pitchers yeah, in baseball. Yeah, and again, he would he would have been Verlander a guy. would have gotten it too. Yeah, that's another guy too, yeah. Verlander. Because again, Kershaw's won the ERA title a couple of times, and yeah. I think he's won the strikeout title a couple of times. So maybe he just didn't win the wins total. But again, so when you have a guy that is two of the three categories, that is the triple crown winner in pitching. Like you see that that's a rare feat that's ever been done. So. Again, I, I think Strider right now is the leader in the clubhouse for the Cy Young. How interesting would it be if we win both the MVP and Cy Young on the Atlanta Braves this year? Would be pretty remarkable considering all the injuries to our pitching staff this year. All right, when we come back, it'll be time for What's Bugging Chuckery. Um, yeah, I'm all broken up for Katie Nolan. I'll explain it next. Chuckery. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. K-Studios, sports radio, not to the game, odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuck Free Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Sunday morning with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. We'll get to a uh, What's Bucking Chuck Free coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Garrett, young Garrett, what did you say that that person called in to say? We had somebody that called in. So we had Jim call in. He, uh, he wanted to ask you why Ronald Acuna would be considered the front-runner for the most valuable player despite leading the National League in errors in right field. Because he's the best player in the National League. Next. That, that, that's, that's the simplest answer. He's the best player in the National League. He might be the best player in all of Major League Baseball. Again, we can have the argument about Otani when Mike Trout is healthy, whatever. You look at his numbers – what all the numbers, you look at the totality of his numbers, he's by far the best player in the National League. By far the best player in the National League. You know why, too? Do you know who also made a lot? I'll give you this question, Garrett. Do you know who also made a lot of errors as an infielder? Who, John? Was Roberto Alomar. Okay? If you looked that he made a quite a bit of errors – in, in, especially in those years in Baltimore and things, that, that he would be high up on the errors list. Do you know why he would be high up on the errors list? Because he could get to balls that nobody else could. He His range factor was off the chart. And again, that's a byproduct of when you take that many opportunities and your range factor as an infielder is off the chart. Roberto Alomar covered probably more ground than any infielder I've ever seen in the history of baseball. Maybe maybe even more than Derek Jeter. I, I don't know that anybody covered as much ground from first base to short right to second base more than Roberto Alomar Jr. I don't, I don't think you could find a guy who was a better guy as far as range factor goes than Roberto Alomar. And when you have a range factor that's off the chart, you're going to make errors. You're going to. But you know what Roberto Alomar was? About a 10-time gold glover. He was arguably the best second baseman defensively of his generation. 
I'll take I'll take him over Joe Morgan. I saw Joe Morgan play. I saw Ryan Sandberg play. I'll take Roberto Alomar over any of those guys. I didn't see Bill Mazeroski play, but I will tell you, I saw Sandberg, I saw Morgan, and I'll take Ryan, I'll take Roberto Alomar over any of those guys all day long, every day of the week. Because nobody could do the things that Roberto Alomar did. Nobody had the range. And, and I, when I tell you that the best defensive infield I've ever seen as, as a keystone combo was Omar Vizquel and Roberto Alomar in those couple of years they played together for the Indians. Nobody hit anything through those guys. Nobody. And by the way, too, go all the way back to 1997, nobody hit anything on the left side of the infield past Roberto or past Omar Vizquel and Matt Williams when he played third for the Indians. Nobody hit a ball past those guys. That's the benefit of 51 years of, of living on this earth is I've seen, you know, again, uh, to quote the great uh, Al Pacino from Scent of Woman, I've been around, you know, seen a few things. And I'll take, I'll take Roberto Alomar over Ryan Sandberg, Joe Morgan, Manny Trio, just about anybody you can throw out there. Just about anybody you could throw out there. I didn't see Mazeroski, so I didn't, I didn't see him. But I saw everybody else play, and he was a better infielder. And again, he always made plenty of errors. We got is this Shin, Shin, Shin? What's going yeah, on, man? Shin from Lawrenceville. Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, gotta ask you a question. In yes. the first handful of years, who do you think is better, Ronald Cunha Jr. or the first few years of Skinny Barry Bonds? Thanks a lot. Um, I think Ronald Acuna Jr. is better. Um, Bonds was not a Bonds was not a high batting average, high on base guy. Um, Bonds could steal with anybody, but Bonds was not the overall hitter that he was later on in his career. Not compared to Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna right now, I think, is third in the league in hitting. You know that? I think I think Ron is look up real quick. I think oh, Ron his batting is, average is yeah. second. Oh, second. He's okay. second because okay. I mean he's Freddie's right on his heels, but okay. he's uh he's only behind that, that, that second baseman for the uh, for the uh, Marlins is the but, guy leading yeah, the league. Arias right? or whatever the singles yeah. king. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking at Barry Bonds' stats and I, Ronald Acuna is very similar to 1990 Barry Bonds when he won the MB, his first MVP. 301 batting average. That's when he. That's when his average shot up because yeah. he was a 250 batter yes. for the first it, it, in his first 87, 87, 88, and those years. His first couple before he went on the MVP tear. Yeah, his batting at he struck out a lot. He had a high strikeout number. Mm-hmm. Didn't walk a tremendous amount, but his on base percentage well, was wasn't all that good. By modern standards, his strikeouts aren't that bad. Well, but, but again, I guess by those standards, okay, well, those how many years, strikeouts? He had 102 his rookie year. Okay, that that again, you're talking. But 30, then he drops to 80, you're, 80, you're, and then high low okay. 90s. I was gonna say 100 strikeouts in, in 30 years ago was a huge number. That's a massive number. Then yeah. nowadays, it's that's not that, that bad. That's, but heck, that's but no that's 1990, everybody. 1990. He's he's got a very Ronald Acuna esque season. I mean, he's got a 970 OPS, mm-hmm. uh, 565 slugging, 406 on base, 301 batting average. Hit 33 home runs, stole 52 bases. I mean, that's pretty much what we're seeing from Ronald Acuna this year. Except Ronald's better this year. I mean, he's got better stats than than Barry Bonds that year. But Barry won the MVP. Yeah. But then again, it's like the irony of Barry Bonds is that's an MVP season, an incredible year. He 
doubled that later on in his career. They, like what Barry Bonds did oh, with the baseball yeah. bat in his hands right. has never been re- Again, and probably I mean, never be replicated. It was what, incredible. What did he have? He had over a hundred intentional walks it was one year. I mean, he had over a hundred intentional walks. The, uh, steroids aside, I get the steroids. He might be the best pure hitter, period, in oh, the I history think, of baseball. I think he is. I mean, again, I've said he's the best. Look, I, I think he's the best left fielder in the history of the game, and that includes Babe Ruth and Ted Williams and guys like that that played left field. The dude was intentionally walked 688 times. I was trying to see what his holy in, mackerel. His dude, intentional. Incredible. He had. I'm a, looking at it. It's 120 in yeah, 2004. In 2004, yeah. He had Imagine 120 intentional walks in a year. How many people have ever been? intentionally walked with the bases loaded. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you think about the fact that he had two, four, six, seven, ten. He had 12 seasons where he led the league in intentional walks. I mean, he has 2,500 walks. 2,558 walks. By far the all-time. He has three all-time records. Yeah, because he he, uh, beat out Ricky Henderson for the all-time walks record. Henderson had the walks record in baseball history, so he's, he's got the walks record. And again, 688 intentional walks. Yeah, 20, 25% of them were just intentional. There, there's a lot of guys <laughs> that don't walk 688 times in their career. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Yeah. What do you do? So, I mean, you look at a, you look at a, a pro baseball reference and you see bolds and italics and everything mm-hmm. like that maybe once or twice. With, when you look at Barry Bonds, you look at those early 2000s and mid-90s numbers, early 90s numbers, it's just all bold. It's just all bolded oh, in yeah. italics. Yeah. Like, it's everything. Because his stats are just that incredible, but but like he, like that caller was saying, Ronald Acuna is very identical to early Barry Bonds, except better power, and he's hitting for higher average right now. Yeah, and again, we'll it's see. More it's we'll, incredible. We'll, uh, this is the first year that they are allowing guys to bring the stolen base back, and, and again, Ronald Ronald has been a good stolen base guy. Um, but now he's flourishing in that role. I'll be curious to see, because, again, Bonds went from 52 in 1990 um, down to, you know, even 29-30, which is obviously, and he was one of the 40-40 players uh, in baseball. But, again, he never got back up to that kind of level. And by the time he got to, you know, 98, I mean, or 99, he was down to 15 stolen, stolen bases. And, again, I'm not blaming him for that, but I'll be interested to see how many stolen bases Ronnie continues to run for. Because, again, there's no reason why Ronald Acuna Jr., at his age, shouldn't be about a 50, 50 to 60 stolen base guy on an annual basis. He should be that kind of level of guy. So, all right, uh, real quickly, I want to get to something that we call What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Can I say, you know, and, I, and I'm not anti-Katie Nolan. You like Katie Nolan? Sure. Okay. She's fine. She's funny. Um, I'm not anti-Katie Nolan, okay? But the reports were that ESPN paid her a million dollars to come to come off of that, what was it, Garbage Time? I think it was the name of the show on, on FS1 and all that kind of stuff. So she was on a podcast or something recently. And, and here's what she had to say about her time at ESPN, because she's no longer with them, okay? So here's what she said. Quote, I went to ESPN, and I tried to do, like, okay, you brought me here because you like garbage time. 
so we're going to make a garbage time here, right? Well, no, we were going to have you host, like, SportsCenter on Snapchat. And I was like, yeah, but that takes 15 minutes, so then what? With my paycheck, clearly there's got to be something else you want me to do. Okay? Now, here's my problem with that. Because, again, she was talking about the creative direction and everything from ESPN. Okay? So, based upon what she said, um, she basically took the money and went to ESPN. Now, I don't have a problem with that. You're going to pay me a million dollars a year. You know what? I'm going to jump ship as well. But you can't have it both ways. You can't, after you take the paycheck, all of a sudden complain and moan about what your creative direction is going to be. Again, by that quote, she didn't know what they were going to do with her. She just took the money. Now, that's fine. I got no problem with that. But don't complain about afterward. And again, she goes on to say, well, they didn't let me do this or let me do that. Then why didn't you under? Then why didn't you go into a meeting with ESPN and say, what is it you want me to do before I sign my contract? Or did you just say, look, they're going to pay me a million dollars a year? Heck yeah. Which, again, a lot of people would do. I'll guarantee you on FS1, I think that's the network she was on, right? Was she on FS1, Fox or something like that? I think she was on FS1. I guarantee you they didn't approach anywhere near a million dollars a year for her. Guarantee you. I guarantee you that she wasn't making close to that. So, again, I don't have a problem with taking the money. Every, every one of us would take the money. I'd be like, you know what? You can, you, can, you can have me do the weather forecast on ESPN for a million bucks a year. But don't complain and moan about the direction of ESPN and their creative with what they wanted you to do when you didn't even talk about <coughs> the idea of what you were going to do creatively. And so many of these people, again, it's, it's life-changing money, right? When, when you've got a million dollars put in front of you on an annual basis, it's life-changing money. And I don't blame her for taking the money. But don't piss and moan about the fact that ESPN didn't give you the good creative and all this kind of stuff. You should have been in control of all of that before you took the money. Or don't take the money. Don't You, you can't normally have it both ways. You can't be high paid and then they give you all the freedom in the world to do whatever you want. Networks like ESPN are going to dictate what's going to be creatively what they think you're going to be best at. They'll pay you for it, but they're going to dictate that. And that's where my problem is with, with Katie Nolan. Don't tell me about taking a million dollars a year and then saying they didn't do right by you creative. You should have had all of that in writing and negotiated well long before you signed a contract with them. All right, get back from the top of the hour. It seems like the media is obsessing about the Hawks being involved in every trade in the NBA nowadays. We'll talk about that next. Chuck Green, Kia Studios. Sports Radio, and that's the game, the Odyssey.com app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment. 
payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.